Chapter 2 Just Salesmanship To properly understand advertising, or to learn even its rudiments, one must start with the right conception. Advertising is salesmanship. Its principles are the principles of salesmanship. Successes and failures in both lines are due to like causes. Thus, every advertising question should be answered by the salesman's standards. Let us emphasize that point. The only purpose of advertising is to make sales. It is profitable or unprofitable according to its actual sales. It is not for general effect. It is not to keep your name before the people. It is not primarily to aid your other salesmen. Treat it as a salesman. Force it to justify itself. Compare it to other salesmen. Figure its cost and result. Accept no excuses which good salesmen do not make. Then you will not go far wrong. The difference is only in degree. Advertising is multiplied salesmanship. It may appeal to thousands while the salesman talks to one. It involves a corresponding cost. Some people spend $10 per word on an average advertisement. Therefore, every ad should be a super salesman. A salesman's mistake may cost little. An advertising mistake may cost a thousand times as much. Be more cautious, more exacting, therefore. A mediocre salesman may affect a small part of your trade. Mediocre advertising affects all of your trade. Many think of advertising as ad writing. Literary qualifications have no more to do with it than oratory has with salesmanship. One must be able to express himself briefly, clearly, and convincingly, just as a salesman must. But fine writing is a distinct disadvantage. So is unique literary style. They take attention away from the subject. They reveal the hook. Any studied attempt to sell, if apparent, creates corresponding resistance. That is so in personal salesmanship as in salesmanship in print. Fine talkers are rarely good salesmen. They inspire buyers with the fear of over-influence. They create the suspicion that an effort is made to sell them on other lines than merit. Successful salesmen are rarely good speechmakers. They have few oratorical graces. They are plain and sincere men who know their customers and know their lines. So it is in ad writing. Many of the ablest men in advertising are graduate salesmen. The best we know have been house-to-house canvassers. They may know little of grammar, nothing of rhetoric, but they know how to use words that convince. There is one simple and right way to answer many advertising questions. Ask yourself, Would this help a salesman sell the goods? Would it help sell me if I met a buyer in person? A fair answer to those questions avoids countless mistakes. But when one tries to show off or does things merely to please himself, he is little likely to strike a chord which leads people to spend money. Some argue for slogans. Some like clever conceits. Would you use them in personal salesmanship? Can you imagine a customer whom such things would impress? If not, don't rely on them in selling in print. Some say, 
be very brief. People will read but little. Would you say that to a salesman with a prospect standing before him? Would you confine him to a certain number of words? That would be an unthinkable handicap. So in advertising, the only readers we get are people whom our subject interests. No one reads ads for amusement, long or short. Consider them as prospects standing before you, seeking information. Give them enough to get action. Some advocate large type and big headlines, yet they do not admire salesmen who talk in loud voices. People read all they care about in eight-point type. Our magazines and newspapers are printed in that type. Folks are accustomed to it. Anything larger is like loud conversation. It gains no attention worthwhile. It may not be offensive, but it is useless and wasteful. It multiplies the cost of your story, and to many, loud and blatant. Others look for something queer or unusual. They want ads distinctive in style or illustration. Would you want that in a salesman? Do not men who act and dress in normal ways make a far better impression? Some insist on dressy ads. That is all right to a certain degree, but it is quite unimportant. Some poorly dressed ads, like poorly dressed men, prove to be excellent salesmen. Overdress in either is a fault. So, with countless questions, measure them by salesman standards, not by amusement standards. Ads are not written to entertain. When they do, those entertainment seekers are little likely to be people who you want. That is one of the greatest advertising faults. Ad writers abandon their parts. They forget they are salesmen and try to be performers. Instead of sales, they seek applause. When you plan and prepare an advertisement, keep before you a typical buyer. Your subject, your headline, has gained his or her attention. Then, in everything, be guided by what you would do if you met the buyer face to face. If you are a normal man and a good salesman, you will then do your level best. Don't think of people in the mass; that gives you a blurred view. Think of a typical individual, man or woman, who is likely to want what you sell. Don't try to be amusing. Money spending is a serious matter. Don't boast. For all people resent it. Don't try to show off. Do just what you think a good salesman should do with a half-sold person before him. Some advertising men go out in person and sell to people before they plan or write an ad. One of the ablest of them has spent weeks on one article, selling from house to house. In this way, they learn the reactions from different forms of argument and approach. They learn what possible buyers want, and the factors which don't appeal. It is quite customary to interview hundreds of possible customers. Others send out questionnaires to learn the attitudes of buyers. In some way, all must learn how to strike responsive chords. Guesswork is very expensive. The maker of an advertised article knows the manufacturing side and probably the dealer side. But this very knowledge often leads him astray in respect to consumers. His interests are not their interests. The advertising man studies the consumer. He tries to place himself in the position of the buyer. His success largely depends 
on doing that to the exclusion of everything else. This book will contain no more important chapter than the one on salesmanship. The reason for most of the non-successes in advertising is trying to sell people what they do not want. But next to that comes the lack of true salesmanship. Ads are planned and written with some utterly wrong conception. They are written to please the seller. The interests of the buyer are forgotten. One can never sell goods profitably in person or in print when that attitude exists.